Welcome to episode 11, all about how to network on LinkedIn, I make a super yummy cocktail, and I take a walk down memory lane. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. I am super jazzed about this episode because what we are going to discuss today, anyone can do. To be honest, all the episodes are filled with shit anyone can do, but this particular kind of networking, you can do at home, in your pajamas, with bedhead, haven't even brushed your chiclets yet, from your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your phone. It's perfect for introverts and extroverts alike. You have no excuse to not take advantage of the networking power within the LinkedIn platform. I'm going to throw some recent LinkedIn statistics at you that I got from an article written by 99firms. Ready? LinkedIn currently has over 610 million members. The network has more than 300 million active users monthly, 40% of which visit the site every single day. 90 million senior level influencers and 63 million decision makers use LinkedIn. 92% of Fortune 500 companies use LinkedIn. And they use it more than any other social media platform available to them. 40% of the social media traffic to business to business companies is from LinkedIn. 97% of business-to-business marketers use LinkedIn as a content distribution channel. LinkedIn is responsible for 80% of business-to-business leads from social media. Let me say that again. LinkedIn is responsible for 80% of the social media business-to-business leads. This is where businesses are. On average, two people create an account on LinkedIn every day. Second, since COVID began, there has been a 55% increase in conversations among connections, and that is only going to increase as people understand the power of the platform for reconnecting and engaging with people in their network and also creating new connections. So because of all of this, I want you to start using LinkedIn for networking. And here are five tips on how you can get the most out of networking on LinkedIn. First things first, you need to boss up your LinkedIn profile. The first step in doing that is to optimize what people see. Think about what someone sees when they go to your profile. The screen will show about the top third of your profile. So let's make the most of that landscape and get them interested in learning more about you. That starts with having a professional headshot. Listen, I get it. You hate having your picture taken. No one loves having their picture taken. But we need to have a professional headshot or at least a professional looking headshot. If you can't have a professional headshot taken right now, you can take one with your iPhone in portrait mode. Make sure to dress the same as you would um, if you were going to a portrait studio or having a photographer come to your office. Under no circumstances are you allowed to use a picture of you from your friend's wedding 
or a picture that you like of you um, that you cut your friends out of. And for fuck's sake, stop using a picture of you that you took in your car. All of that, all those kinds of pictures are pure rubbish. Never underestimate the importance of your profile photo. LinkedIn profiles that include a professional-looking headshot get way more views and more interactions than ones without one. And if you're sending LinkedIn requests without a profile headshot, those requests are generally um, ignored. So never leave your profile picture blank ever, ever, ever. Now, moving on to your headline. A great headline will let others know exactly what you do and what you specialize in. Think about using keywords in your headline summary and experiences, which may give you an added advantage if another LinkedIn user um, is searching for what you do. For example, SEO specialist or blockchain technician. If you've used that keyword in your headline, you're more likely to come up in their search results, which gives you a greater opportunity to connect with leaders in your industry. Or depending on what you do and the company you work for, you could punch up your headline a little bit. One of the best headlines I've seen is, I quote, I like to blow shit up. I'm the Michael Bay of business. Um, and another great one I saw was social media superstar texting speed 1,234 words per minute can literally write an entire content report with emojis. This is fun, right? Want one more? Okay, here we go. This is one I read. Expert in trend forecasting, data analysis, and every bit of internet lingo you have to look up on Urban Dictionary. This is great. It helps your profile get found by professionals and recruiters in your industry if you use those keywords in your headline or summarize your experience. Um, Just giving yourself an added advantage when networking. And now that you have their attention with your headline, follow up your about section in the same vein. They will see the first few sentences of your about section. So make sure you write something compelling so they want to keep reading and learning about you. Second, make sure that you are connected to the people you already know. Um, So there are probably people in your network that you know them and you see them all the time, but for some reason you just haven't connected with them on LinkedIn. Make sure that your online network includes your family, your friends, your colleagues, the people who know you the best and can be references for you and speak to who you are as an individual and a business person. After you've made sure that you are connected with the people close to you, reach out and reconnect with people that you might have lost touch with over the years. Don't worry about the amount of time that has elapsed since the last time you talked to them. There's no bad time to reach out and reconnect. Send them a message on the platform saying, I know it's been a while since we last talked. I wanted to check in to see how you're doing. Like, that that's easy to do. Staying in touch is a critical part of maintaining your relationships. Let LinkedIn help you reconnect and stay in touch with your contacts. Third, research who you want to connect with on LinkedIn. Use the list yourself approach and the research that you've done on each person to write a personal and compelling LinkedIn request. To earn the right to be connected to a person and have a conversation with that person, you need to do your homework first. That person is going to want to know why you want to connect with them, and they deserve that information. I personally do not accept any LinkedIn requests from anyone who does not write a personalized LinkedIn request letting me know why they are interested in connecting with me. 
this, LinkedIn's not a popularity contest. I don't need 7,000 friends on LinkedIn. I want LinkedIn to be made up of genuine relationships with people that I have in my network. Your network should be filled with people you know personally. It is real and usable and every connection has the potential to impact your professional life. And this is why when people reach out to me and they don't tell me why they want to connect with me, I don't accept them. Your ultimate goal with LinkedIn is to develop a relationship online that can be moved off of the platform into real life. And it begins with you reaching out in a thoughtful and personal way. Four, get recommendations from people in your network. Did you know that your profile has a recommendation section? A LinkedIn recommendation contains a direct link to the person recommending you. It ups your social proof and your credibility. Here's how you go about asking for a recommendation on LinkedIn. First, don't ask for a recommendation from someone you hardly know or who can't speak to your abilities. Before asking for a recommendation, send them a message asking if they would be willing to give a recommendation and let them know why you are asking for it. You could say something like, I recently listened to Julie Brown's podcast on LinkedIn networking and I'm working on updating my LinkedIn profile. Part of which is the recommendation section. Would you be willing to write a recommendation about what it was like working with me? To help ensure that they say yes and actually follow through with writing the recommendation, send them a few samples that they can use or modify. That way you aren't making them do all of the work. If you've gathered testimonials from clients for your website or other marketing materials, ask them if they would be willing to post that same testimonial in a LinkedIn recommendation. Easy peasy. You just sent them what they already said and ask them if they'd post it as a recommendation. Five, share your expertise by posting, commenting, and writing articles. Engagement is key on LinkedIn. Engage with your contacts by commenting on their posts, sharing their posts within your network, and sending them messages via the messenger. And start providing your own engaging content by creating interesting posts or writing articles. If you think writing your own articles is beyond what you can do right now, you can always create a post that highlights your takeaway from someone else's article. For example, creating a post like this. Ever wonder if it's stress or if you're burned out? Here are my top five takeaways from a recent Huffington Post article, the difference between stress and burnout and how to tell which one you have. Or here are my top five takeaways from this week's Forbes article. Why is the stock market strong when everything else is falling apart? When you do this, you are sharing valuable information with your network, but you don't have to create the content from scratch. And remember, if you're going to do this, post regularly. Cadence is key. Even if it's only once a week, do that. Every Wednesday, post your top five takeaways from an article that you have read that week. This platform allows you the opportunity to showcase your expertise and your thought leadership to other professionals all over the globe. The more you share, the more people you can reach and connect with. Listen, don't treat LinkedIn as just another thing that you have to do for your business. This is one of the best networking tools available to you and it is absolutely free. Dedicate some time and effort to make the most of the platform. TikTok, it's drink o'clock and I have a fun one for you this week. Well, 
It's fun if you like gin and rosemary, and I love rosemary. I grow it in my garden. I once stayed at a vacation house in California, and each morning I would go running down this long road that wound through vineyards and horse farms. And there was this one farm that had enormous rosemary bushes planted all along the fence. By far the biggest rosemary bushes I've ever seen. They had to be years old. I mean, they were four feet high and massive around. And I would stop and I would rub my hands along the sprigs of the rosemary. And then I would smell rosemary all during my entire run. On a separate vacation, also in California, I rented a vacation house where on my morning runs, I would pass by a cilantro farm. And I know cilantro is like, it's, it's you love it or you hate it. Some people love it. Some people taste think it tastes like soap. I hear it's actually genetic whether you like it or not. I hear that's, I don't I haven't done the research on it, but that's what I've heard. But I love it. I love it. And one morning um, when I was on my run, this road that went, you know, sort of bifurcated like two, two farms and they were both cilantro farms. And they were harvesting the cilantro that morning. And like literally the smell of cilantro, like it hit you when you got to this part of the run. And I loved it. I mean, people who don't like cilantro weren't going to like that run, but I loved it every minute of it to smell fresh cilantro during my entire run all right enough with my trip down memory lane uh today's cocktail recipe is one that I took from David Leibovitz and it's a rosemary gimlet I love gimlets and I love rosemary so when I saw this cocktail I was yep 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 that's the perfect one and I think it's also a nice cocktail to transition from summer into fall with I I always think of gin as a summer spirit I always think of it as like being outside in the heat with a gin and tonic um and I always think of the piney scent of rosemary that always makes me think of fall and winter And it really comes into its own sort of like at the end of the harvest season, at least for me in the zone that I'm in. So pairing the gin and the rosemary together to me was like a nice transition from summer into into fall. And this recipe only has three ingredients. It's super simple. The the first thing I did was I made the rosemary simple syrup, which was I just went out into the garden and cut some rosemary from the garden. I'm like Martha fucking Stewart over here. I cut two sprigs of rosemary, stripped them from the stem, and roughly chopped them. On the stovetop, I combined a quarter cup of sugar and a quarter cup of water over medium heat. When the sugar dissolved, I cut the heat and then tossed in the rosemary. Now, the more you let the rosemary steep, obviously, the stronger the flavor will be. I let my simple syrup with the rosemary steep for about an hour. And then I strained it um, to get all of the little rosemary pieces out of it and just have the syrup. Uh, to make the cocktail, I combined two ounces of gin, three-fourth ounces of fresh lime juice. And you know what I'm going to say here. Use fresh lime juice. No, no bottled shit. And then three-fourths of an ounce of the rosemary simple syrup that I made. I measured the gin, the lime juice, and the rosemary simple syrup into a cocktail shaker. I filled the shaker with ice. I shucked the shit out of it for about 20 seconds and poured it into a chilled cocktail glass. Um, You'll see in my picture on Instagram, on the Instagram story, that I used a stemmed cocktail glass. It looks like one of those old-fashioned champagne glasses. And you can garnish this with a sprig of rosemary or a fresh lime. I used rosemary, as you'll see in the picture. In this particular cocktail, I used gin from Short Path Distillery here in Massachusetts. I was given uh, the bottle from a friend about a year ago, and since then I've learned a little bit about the brand. And I like that their website talks about the power of connecting, and a line from their website states, we value the connections 
that the right spirit can provide. Whether it's reminiscing with old friends and your favorite bottle, sharing a cocktail with someone you want to get to know better, front porch sipping on a summer afternoon, or however you choose to enjoy our spirits. I just loved that. So a reminder, you can find me at juliebrownbd.com or on Instagram at juliebrown underscore bd or of course on LinkedIn and feel free to reach out to connect with me. Just make sure you personalize that request so I know how you found me and why you want to connect. Please do subscribe and review this podcast on iTunes and if you could share this podcast with your network, I'd be forever grateful. If you like the cocktail recipes and you would like to donate to my ever-growing bar tab, there's a donate button in the show notes. I'll see you next week, everyone. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. This Shit Works.